Welcome to the Man Up God's Way podcast, a show that dives into the real, raw, and relevant issues for men in their faith, life, and community. Now, your host, Jody Birkin. Guys, here we are again on another Monday night. My name is Jody Burkeen. I am the founder of Man Up God's Way, a men's ministry birthed out of a desire to see men do Christianity and stop being spiritual sissies and actually step into the role that God has called them to be, both in their lives, their own lives, in a personal relationship, in their uh, as a husband, to be unified one flesh with their wife, and to be godly fathers. And uh, we are excited that you are here tonight. We are live on all fronts. We are on Facebook. Uh, we have our Man Up God's Way page that has over 875,000 followers. We've got our private men's group, which is called Man Up God's Way Community. Men, you can join that. Just uh, answer the questions, and we'll let you in. And um, we want you, want you to be a part of that community. And then we also have our new app, and this is a premier app that we're excited about. Uh, we're going to try to get away one of these days away from social media so we have our own control over the app and it's a it's a community app and we would love for you to join that it's called the man up god's way app it is on itunes and google play and so you can check that out as well and just so you guys know how we pay for this podcast we uh we have merchandise that we would love for you guys to get a hold of this is uh my water bottle uh it's got man up god's way logo on it here my massive awesome this is a manly coffee mug this will hold a half a pot of coffee which that's the way i like to start my mornings off and then to go along with that we have our man up god's way coffee itself and this stuff is some good bold good 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 coffee and then you can check out our books man up becoming a godly man in an ungodly world on amazon as well as pursuit of a godly life living like jesus matters it's a excerpt of second peter chapter 1 verses 5 through 12 where we break down the virtues of the characteristics of a godly person and uh, we break down each one of those virtues into a chapter to make it easy for you to understand how to grow as a christian man we'd love for you to get those they're inexpensive and uh, it does help us pay for this podcast so for goza how you doing brother doing good man that was a mouthful wasn't it yeah no you're getting it do you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all things well, man. I got no complaints right now. How was your weekend? It was good. I'm back. You know, I'm just trying to get settled in. Too many days off. Too many, I was talking to one of my buddies about it. Uh, if I had I, your money, I'd burn mine. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I took a uh, good maybe two months off. Like, really, I haven't been focusing much on anything else other than trying to get a few projects off the ground and, you know, not focused on the day job, but it turns out if you don't show up to work, they don't pay you. Yeah, exactly. So uh, <laughs> you got to kick that back on a little bit and start uh, stashing some coins away. So when do we get to hear the worship album? When so, yeah, with um, with Discover Church, they sent me some stems, um, which are like little snippets of, you know, each individual part, which means they're getting close. If they have stems in there, then they're starting to get there. And uh, I'm hoping three more weeks, maybe. You know, oh, that's uh, good. Tops, you know, I'd like to see it in the next month. Um, that's on their timeline, you know, God's timeline and whatnot. But um, yeah, I'm excited for it. 
Awesome, dude. I can't wait to hear it. Hey, uh, I sent you um, that song the other day from Josh Gorels, mm-hmm. and uh, I want to play it here real quick. Josh Gorels is a, a Christian artist, but it's not like your mainstream Christian music, which, you know, sometimes that stuff can put you to sleep. I know we've got a station here called, uh, I'm not going to actually call their name out, but here in St. Louis, it's a Christian station. It just seems like they play the same thing over and over and over again. And I found this guy about six months ago, and man, I've just like really just fallen in love with this uh, this with him it's called born again this name of this song listen to this we love to promote new music and good music this guy's got some really good music so josh gorell's if you get an opportunity to go listen to him he's uh on spotify or itunes uh, as well so it's pretty good and uh i your music, your writing sounds a lot like that. So that's a know, compliment. You, yeah, yeah, he I listen to his stuff. He's got some skills. So. Yeah, you've got yeah, you've you. got some deep uh, deep writings. I like that. So does this guy. So, um, but well, cool. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for being here. And um, always, man. I know it. I, mean, I love having you. So, I mean, we've got some great guests tonight. I'm really excited about um, this ministry that we have here. Uh, called dad camp and um we're 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 excited to meet jason and matt uh, who i have uh here with us so we'll start off with jason jason how you doing brother great it's uh just great to be here um just love what you guys are doing been uh been listening to the the pod last few episodes of the podcast uh, as i've kind of uh heard about you and got to got familiar with you so uh it's been great to to uh to just be to be grown and challenged uh, through what you guys are doing and to have a chance to, to share a little bit of our story tonight. So thanks for having us. Well, we're, we're glad you're here, man. That's awesome. We, uh, we were actually introduced by Shelby Craig, uh, who actually does all my merch and my merchandise. And he's, uh, he's out of Tennessee and, uh, he's promoting it. He's, he had the video on our, um, man up community page and, uh, he's promoting it big time. So we're excited. Jody, he got it. He got a nickname last year at one of our events. You want to know what that is? What is kind it? Of, yeah, I kind of hold that. Uh, he's known as the Tennessee Water Bear. Tennessee Water Bear. And yeah. why so is next that? Next time you see Shelby, you just okay. Say, I'll ask him. You, I'll you ask can him. ask him. Tennessee Water Bear. <laughs> the Tennessee Water Bear. Okay. We'll leave it at that. We'll just leave it. at Awesome. That. All right. Well, Jason, good to have you here. Matt, how are you doing, brother? I'm doing great, man. Just uh, humbled and honored to be a part of uh, what you guys are doing and to partner with you and. Of course, Jason and I with Dad Camp have a real big passion for reaching men for Christ. And uh, it was exciting to me to hear about your ministry, to check out some recent podcast episodes and uh, see some other men that are out there really getting it done and reaching men, uh, men's hearts for Christ. So I'm excited. I'm- Amen. It's it's a it's a small group of people that are trying, but man, there's a lot of guys out there that I, I get to mm-hmm. meet all the time that are really uh they have a passion to reach the men and as you guys know they're the the stats are off the charts man if you can reach the man of the the family um and yes, the sir. whole family just comes to know the lord and it changes them um and i know you guys know that but it just i wish pastors knew that you know as a as a pastor myself one of my um one of my main responsibilities is ministry to the men. You know, I preach to the congregation and I, I, I minister to the families, but man, my number one goal is to reach the man and to make church feel like it's a place where they can come and comfortable and they can bring their family and they know that they're going to get good, godly 
teachings and um, you know hold them accountable. And and the men who grab a hold of that, man, they just it changes their lives in in, in a good way. Absolutely, jo- Jody, you are speaking our language. I've always I've I was uh, in full time ministry myself for about fifteen years before going full time here with with Dad Camp. Um, but you know, over the years, it just got for me just so frustrating. Like when you think of that saying, the ba- you know what 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 basket should should we throw all our eggs in? And it just seems to me that the church is missing that. Like we need to be throwing the eggs in the basket of reaching as many men uh, as we can, knowing that, like you said, when you reach a man, you reach, you reach a family. But when you look at our, our churches and our church budgets and our church focuses, you just don't see that, um, that type of attention. And I think that's where um, just not being effective the way we should be, uh, you know, as the local church, you know, we're not targeting our guys and, and, and calling them to, to lead their families well. So yeah, right. couldn't agree more. Yeah. Amen. As a matter of fact, that less than 10% of all churches uh, can have a, a substantial, a substantial men's ministry. Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's kind of scary with, man, all the stuff that's going on, especially what's going on, you know, in society today, you know, really, pushing men off to the wayside you know everything from tv to mm-hmm. you know politics to you know the woke side everything you know they're just trying to get rid of the male completely and uh feminize everything to an extent even even the guys which i don't get you know it just drives me crazy so we're, we're glad you guys are doing what you're doing because you know one of the things that i I've been doing men's ministry, uh, man up God's way started off, uh, in 2012. And so I've been doing that for 10 years and then pastoring for seven years. Um, in in that, and I still travel, I do conferences all across the nation. Uh, we have an international, um, outpost in Haiti as well, where we have 40 pastors where we're training them to teach, uh, to, to reach their men. Um, I know that you guys are doing a lot of stuff in Africa, uh, as well. And, and you really, you know, that like the homeless or the uh, fatherless rate is like 95%. Mm-hmm. Um, or I know it is in Haiti. I don't know if it's that, if it's that high in Africa, but you know, one of, one of the things that, um, I always see men do, there's a couple of things I see men do specifically one, they don't get engaged with with church they don't get engaged with jesus and so they're kind of off to the side while their family sometimes comes to church and that's not even a hundred percent um but a lot of times what i see is is men will actually bypass the marriage to become pretty okay dads you know they 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 forget the marriage they forget that you know that's still death do you part and then they try to focus so much on their kids that they forget about their wife and then now one of the largest statistics that we have in the united states is uh empty nester divorces mm-hmm. you know every you know the 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 couple that's sitting across the breakfast room table going who i don't even you? know you yeah who are you so um tell me how you guys jason i'll start with you um tell me how you guys are trying to reach the men uh not only to be better dads, but to be better husbands. What are you guys doing in that process as you bring them there with their kids? Uh, what are you guys doing to kind of pepper that in uh, with your message? So, you know, what's unique about a dad camp is that this is um, an event 
that uh, where kids join their dads, not where dads join their kids. And mm. uh, I think so often um, there's so many things that we as parents that uh, our kids are doing. There's so many options. There's so many activities. We're so kid focused. Um, it's all about the kids. And uh, where we found there to be a unique way to reach a man is actually through his kids. But we've designed what we do. Um, all of our programming is targeting is targeting dad. Um, and so mm, kids get to kid, kids get to join their dads for a weekend. So they think it's the greatest thing ever because I got dad all to myself for, for a weekend and we're going to build memories and we're going to have a ton of fun, but everything that we're doing is, is we're, we are pouring everything that we've got, all of our energy uh, into the dad, just believing that when, when we pour into a father and, you know, and, and, and the Lord just kind of, uh, reignites his heart, for his family that he's going to in turn then pour into his family and into his kids. Right. And so everything that happens at dad camp um, from a programmatic standpoint, we're thinking about dad and thinking about how to, uh, how to equip him, how to inspire him, uh, how to remind him how much he matters uh, to his family, you know, just uh, how much, uh, value he holds when we live in a culture, like you said earlier, that is devaluing us as men, that's devaluing us as fathers. We, we want to remind them that, that no one matters more than they do, you know, for the, for the health and well-being of their family. And so, um, we first and foremost say, you know, um, without you pouring your, you know, your first, your first energies into your marriage, if for those of them that are married, um, right. you know, that's where it all begins. That's the foundation. And so, uh, a lot of our programming is reminding them um, that that's, you know, Jesus first, you know, find that relationship, find that, find that, that, that friendship with, with Jesus that will lead you then into uh, friendship and, and uh, leading your wife well, leading your family well. So, and that, um, you know, I think that just, it kind of, it kind of filters down, um, but we, right. we, we just pour ourselves um, first and foremost. Um, it's not kid centric. It's not, um, it's not an activity-based event. This is a dad-focused event where he becomes equipped and empowered to go home and uh, re-engage with his family in a way that he never has before. Mm, that's good. That's good. Matt, what do you see on your end? I know that you're, 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 you're pretty steeped in the operations of it and the teaching. Um, what, what do you see and how are you trying to you know, help pass that message on as well? Yeah, yeah, it's it's a great opportunity when I get in front of the dads to uh, remind them of the hierarchy. It's, mm -hmm. it's God first. We have Jesus, you know, in the center and the head of our marriage. Uh, then it's your wife. Then it's your kids. Amen. And I think just we're we're battling a cultural message that that says something different. You right. Know, I've even had people look at me like, well, no, like your kids are are the most important thing. And you've pointed out something. If you pour all of your energy into your children uh, and not into your marriage, into your spouse, what happens when the children are gone? There's right. no relationship there. And uh, I even, you know, we talk about respecting uh, women and respecting our wives, but I know that some of the dads that come there are not married. Right. So we talk about leading uh, their children and setting example by uh, loving and respecting their mom even if they're not married to them, even if they're not with them at the time. And um, that's really where we're trying to show them. Um, I guess one of the best ways I could describe it is we're trying to fight a cultural narrative of what manhood is. 
Yes. And exactly. I think you even mentioned this on the, uh, I think it was the most recent episode where you guys were talking to a, a young man who wrote a, a book about depression. Yes. But you were saying, you know, this, this, uh, you know, chewing on bullets and, and you know, bending iron and this kind of this uh, hyper masculinity is not what manhood is about. Right. Uh, in one of my recent teachings, I was saying, you know, we believe Jesus was the manliest man that ever walked the earth. Mm. And if we were to follow his example, he turns the, the culture and the world's definition of manhood upside down. Yes. He's not fighting for his rights. He's laying them down. Uh, he's not looking for his best interest, but he's giving up his best interest for others. If we can get dads to be in the family and say, you're the spiritual leader of the family. That role wasn't designed to be carried by your wife. It was designed to be carried by you. But that doesn't mean laying the hammer down. Yes. And everybody Amen. follows you because of that. It means when your wife and your children see that you will literally lay your life down for them every day, that you'll put them ahead of your own wants and needs, of course they're going to follow you. Right. So that's the one of the messages, I think, that, that we're trying to get that aligned with God, marriage, children, and what spiritual, real manhood and leadership looks like in the home. Mm, that's good. I like that. Yeah, I always try to take guys a lot of times, you know, when I first got saved, I read Ephesians 5. And, um, uh, you know, it's the marriage part where Paul's telling the church how to, uh, you know, how, how marriage should be. And it starts off, wives submit to your husbands. And I, I ran to my wife and I was like, hey, look at this. Look, this is what you're supposed to do. You love she that goes, part. Yeah, exactly. She goes, well, finish reading the rest of it. And I was like, oh, crap. So I read the rest of it. And, you know, it, it's that whole, um, it's sacrificing yourself for your family. It's, you know, loving, it's, it's loving your wife as Christ loved the church. Well, how did Christ love the church? Well, he sacrificed himself for mm -hmm. it. That's how we love our wives. And I think I, I, it's like you said, well, ago, we don't teach, you know, hyper masculinity. We teach, you know, humble masculinity, how we, how yes. you, you know, learn to, to fall down on your knees when you need to, uh, you know, pray to God, when you're uh, communicating with your wife, when y'all need to, to talk, when you're um, uh, teaching your children instead of correcting them all the time. Like that's, that's learning. And then learning to be a servant uh, yeah. on top of that, that's true masculinity. Absolutely. And that's, uh, that's not being taught. Uh, well, unfortunately, most men are not teaching their children this, um, right? You know, and that's so. Where are they going to go? They're going to go to TikTok. They're going to go to social media. They're going to go to the rest of the world to see, you know, how am I supposed to act? Well, the rest of the world is going crazy, and if if fathers aren't involved in their children's lives, then you're going to have a lot more. I don't. I don't think we've seen major problems. Yet it's just going to get worse if men do not get involved in their children's lives. I mean, think about the generation that's coming up. It's it's statistically it's the least church generation church. that is uh, since and I'm 53. So, you know, prior to the I guess in in the United States, um, the history of the United States is going to be well, the I, least churched. I think Jody that plays into exactly kind of you know what. Uh, we're trying to, to kind of really get at tonight, you know, we, we are seeing the younger generation abandoning their faith at levels, unlike any previous generation. But what we also know is that when, when we as fathers and, and, uh, and leaders of our households aren't leading spiritually, 
um, that when these young people leave the home and become adults of their own, at least this is what we're reading and, and research is showing us that about 80% or so of these young adults um, that are maybe uh, in a Christian environment, but they're not being led, they haven't been led by their father, um, that when they kind of start making those decisions on their own, that we're seeing about 80% of them will leave the faith. Right. But, but in a home that's you know, that servant led by their father and showing the way to Jesus and pointing him that way and, and, and living that way. Um, we see when kids are, are leaving the home and becoming young adults of their own, making decisions of their own, choosing faith for themselves mm -hmm. that about 80% are, are retaining their faith. And so if right. we're worried about like, are young people abandoning the faith at record levels? We also have to connect the dots that it's all on us as, as, as fathers. Like if we're not leading the charge here, um, that's just going to continue to happen. So we've got to re-engage. Um, we've got to, you know, take that responsibility in that gauntlet. A hundred percent. I love that. That's, that's good. We do have to have to take that back. You know, the one thing that I have noticed about those kids who are in the faith and that are faithful to God themselves are sold out, you mm -hmm. know, they're, they're good godly kids and man, they are going to stand for the, the faith no matter what. And they're, they're separating them. We, we've got, you know, quite a few teenagers in our church that man are just on fire. Like they're, they're going to be the next missionaries and the preachers and the teachers. And man, I'm so excited about them. And we, you know, we just got to make sure that the fathers continue to, to pour into them and to protect them. You know, so they they do get at that age of, you know, late teens, early 20s that uh, they're still walking with God. Because statistically speaking, if they can do that and they get past that 18 to 25 range, mm -hmm. uh, most of them will continue to walk with God. Uh, that's good stuff. I like that. So um, we, we, we know your mission. We know your passion. So explain to us what um what dad camp is jason we'll start yeah. with what what is dad camp so you know i'll take you back to where you know where we all started i'll i'll, I'll try to go quick but um i I'll was uh, you're good i was uh i was a discipleship pastor uh part of a um of a you know medium-sized church here in, in kokomo indiana uh, i went actually from marketplace to ministry uh felt felt a just a, a calling however we want to say it, just a burning to just, um, just be in a kingdom minded, purpose filled kind of, uh, ministry of some kind for about seven, eight years of my life. And just didn't know what box I could put myself in. I grew up in a pretty traditional, uh, kind of church where, you know, you have your, your lead pastor, your music guy, your youth person, your children's person. I, I just never had a box to fit myself in. And so I just kind of said, well, that's none of those things are me. So I guess I'm never going to be in ministry. So I'll go find something else. And, and so I went, you know, I did, I got my education in physical therapy. I practiced physical therapy for about seven years and then God just, um, kind of through kind of opened that door for me and um and got invited to, to join a, a team here in, in indiana to to join um become a discipleship pastor for that church and and so early on in that uh in that development of my life i just realized that um my kind of my passion i guess that's the, that's the right word just um, um i just wanted my focus to be on on this, the discipling of men it's just seeing right. just seeing the impact and the non-impact that um, a faith-filled father and a non-engaged father was, was having on their family, having on the impact and the health of a local church, 
I just was like, we got to get the men, we got to get the men, we got to get the men. And if we don't, um, we're just not going to grow the kingdom the way, you know, that God is calling us to, to get after that. And so that, um, that struggle then of how do we reach them? You know, I, I saw over the years, I saw the classic men's ministries come and go and come mm-hmm. and go and get some ramp up with some energy and then quickly just kind of die out and, and just nothing was sustainable. Nothing was keeping guys engaged. Right. And, and so that was just kind of, just kind of burning in me. And uh, we had a piece of property that uh, we weren't really using. It was um, a beautiful 60 acre piece of property that the church owned at the time. And uh, our lead pastor came to me and just said, Hey, I I know um, we got to, we got to utilize this property. um, And, and I just feel like God might do something through you in terms of developing some types of, some type of family ministry. And so uh, that began uh, some thinking and some prayer and just some, what do we do? And, uh, through, through a couple of different experiences that I had um, uh, with my kids at some different um, non-church related um, parachurch kind of ministry experiences I had, um, I felt like just God birthed an idea in us. And, uh, and it was, hey, um, you can reach. We've never met a man that once that looked us in the eye and said, I want to be a bad dad to my kids. You kind of touched on that earlier, Jody, like. You know, maybe dads aren't maybe checked into their marriage, but they seem to always kind of want to, they're kind of, they're not bad at like checking in with their kids. And we were like, you know, we've never met a, never met a guy that said, no, even if it was a guy that I talked to in a prison while I'm doing some ministry in a prison, he wouldn't look at me and say, I want to be a bad dad to my kids. Yeah. The, the guys that are the one out of 10 dad to the 10 out of 10 dad, they all it's inside of us. We all want to be a good father. And so we thought we can maybe reach a man for Christ through his child. And so let's create an experience for him to have with his, with his child. And, and that began dad camp in 2006. And so uh, it was just a, a handful of dads in our community. We didn't have any vision for it. We didn't have any expectation beyond uh, just, uh, you know, a good experience for the guys that, that were part of our local church. But over the course of the last 16 years, um, we've just seen this this rapid trajectory of growth and dads keep coming back. They keep inviting their friends, whether they're, whether they're, they're, they're Christian men, whether they're men that would not ascribe any That's faith awesome. whatsoever, but they come, they come back. Um, and they're they're We just see God working. And so, um, so yeah, so what we've, what that's led to is, is, is where we're at this year. We're going to be doing over 60 dad camps in 12 countries, um, in across five States and, and, uh, it's just, it's just kind of, uh, we just see God just do using this environment to transform the hearts of men and, uh, and they get to do it alongside of their kids. And so, uh, that's kind of what we do. We're just, we're an events-based ministry. Um, we try to stay in that lane. There's so many other great ministries and in other lanes. And so we feel like that's the lane God's given us to run. And so, uh, that's what we do. And we've created a different, you know, we've got a weekend event, we've got a day event, we've got an evening event that we've got, depending on the context, the culture, the country, uh, um, we've kind of got different models of dad camp that we, that we create, but it's all about kids joining their dads and us pouring into to fathers. And uh, that's yeah, that's, that's a little bit of the story. That is awesome. Uh, I go to a, a family camp um, up in Buchanan, Michigan called Life Action Family Camp. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but I, the, we've gone for 16 years and um, it's, it's like 
vacation Bible school for adults, you know, like we, <laughs> we, go, we go and just have a great time with the kids and stuff. So I'm really excited. I, we we're actually leaving in a couple of weeks uh, for our yearly uh, excursion. Awesome. So um, I really love those kind of things. So Matt, you, you got, uh, you got involved about four years ago. Tell me about how, um, and what drove you to mm-hmm. uh, coming coming on board and, and getting a part of this uh, in part of this ministry? Yeah, yeah, I was um, uh, a part of a, a church that uh, was partnering with a, a couple of ministries. Dad Camp was one of them, and something called Fight Club was another one. And uh, I don't even remember who actually invited me, even to this day. But somebody told me how great Dad Camp is. Right. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to go with my son and check out this ministry. I think he was about five or six years old at the time. And uh, we went to the, the the location where it was birthed. We call that the Valley uh, there in Kokomo, Indiana. And just had an amazing time, but also felt like it filled my dad, my fatherhood tank up. Um, I could really mm-hmm. see that this ministry was providing a time for me to connect with my son and have a great time. But the heart of it was to strengthen fathers. Um, and so I just came away from that that weekend with a great experience with my son coming away from that five, six years old saying, Dad, we got to do this every year through my senior year in high school. Oh, wow. Um, and so I think it was the next year that I went back. Uh, Jason's programming, he, he did a great job of uh, there's a good mix of Sometimes you're with your child and doing some things, and then sometimes your child is off having some fun with some of the ministry partners while you are being poured into, while you are uh, learning, getting some teaching. So we had a Saturday night uh, event where it was just us dads in a room, and we were doing an exercise where we were putting down some pros and cons, basically. What are some good things that you got from your dad uh, that you would want to carry with you and pass on to your children? And then what are some things maybe that you maybe got from your dad or saw from your dad that aren't so good that you want to make sure that you don't internalize those things and pass mm. those on? That's and, strong. That's good. <laughs> you know, guys are sharing and, and giving some great pros and cons there. And uh, I just raised my hand man. I felt the Holy Spirit prompt me to share. And I, I just said, you know, this is a tough exercise for me because I don't have anything on either column. And uh, the room went kind of silent. And uh, Mm -hmm. I said, you know, my parents divorced when I was four years old. And uh, my dad moved out of the home and then within three years moved across the country. So I don't feel like I got anything from him, either good or bad. I would see him for, you know, a weekend or or so here or there. I'd spend a week with him every summer. uh, But I just didn't really remember getting much deposited into me from him. And um, later on that evening, there, we have these cabins there at the valley, and we've got these fire pits out there. It's a great place where guys can just connect and sit in the evening around a campfire and talk. And Jason came up to the campfire that I was at and just sat down, and he and I sort of struck up a conversation. And that's really where God birthed our friendship. Uh, we saw mm-hmm. the passion for men and each other. But he said he just saw something that night. He just said, when you spoke, the whole room got quiet. Everybody was locked in on what you were saying. And um, I I didn't see it that way. I didn't notice it that way. But it just sort of, I think, planted a seed in him, like some way, I think this guy should be a part of our ministry. 
Mm. And so uh, it was, I think it was later that year that he invited me to be on the board. I prayed about it, asked God about it. Uh, it perfectly aligned with, with the, the passion that God's planted in me for reaching men. And uh, so I joined the board um, and over the next two or three years, I've just gotten more and more involved with teaching, um, been on some international ministry trips now. I've been to Kenya, uh, Jamaica, Ukraine. Uh, those were great opportunities to, to travel and see that there's something that bonds men's hearts all over the globe. We can speak different languages. We can have different socioeconomic backgrounds. We can live in different countries. We can have different colors of skin, different cultures. But literally every dad that I have met on the planet, God has planted something in that man's heart that he mm. wants to be a good dad. Yes. And uh, if we have nothing else in common, that bonds us. And so um, dad camp for me also uh, sort of got some of these things out where I was having some issues with my dad. And God really smacked me around a little bit and said, hey, you got to get forgiveness in your heart for your dad. And um, I reached out to him and um, it's, it's a story that almost brings tears to my eyes, but through that. Tell us, tell us, um, let's hear it. Well, you know, I, I it's funny. If you can tell it without crying. <laughs> yeah. I, so I, I, we, we, at that point, you know, we'll, we'll go through a lot of stuff. We've had a lot of issues, but at that point we hadn't talked for almost three years. Oh, wow. No communication whatsoever. He's on the West coast. I'm living in the Midwest. And, um, I hear a message at church about forgiveness and, uh, the pastor, it's one of those things where you feel like there's a spotlight on you and the pastor's <laughs> looking right at you. You're the only one in the audience. He's talking right to me. Yeah, why is he pulling me out? There's 700 people here. And, uh, oh, I'm a jerk. <laughs> So he says, you know, I know that you have someone in mind after I've delivered this message that you need to forgive. Mm. And, and I encourage you to do it the way God does it. Number one, do it right now as soon as you can. And number two, uh, do it the way God does. Toss whatever it is as far as the east is from the west. Put it in, in the sea of forgetfulness. You have to really give forgiveness to this person. So, of course, my dad comes on my heart immediately. This is a Sunday. By Tuesday, I'm obedient. And I call, <laughs> I call and leave him a message. And my message is so long that uh, his, his uh, voicemail beeps and cuts me off. So I think that didn't go well. I'm satisfied with your message. Please press one. <laughs> right. This is too long. <laughs> to re-record. No. <laughs> so I, I figure I'm not going to hear back from him. I, I get a call back from him. Literally, I'm on my way home from work in, in the evening. I get a call back from him as soon as I get home. And we, we talked for about 90 minutes. Uh, he's not a Christ follower uh, at the time. And I'm sure some of the things I said didn't make a lot of sense to him. But it was essentially, I forgive you, whatever's going on in our relationship, I just want to start fresh and new. Oh, and um, God. if you're willing to do that with me, let's just start that tonight. And so he was, I said a prayer with him. We had a great conversation and really over the next couple of years, I just lived my faith out in front of him and spoke very freely about it. Uh, but he never seemed interested in um, it being for him. And mm. another interesting thing about that story he had 
had a, a situation while we were not talking where he almost died. And I remember I convinced myself, what if he dies while we're sort of, you know, estranged and not talking to each other? Really, it really wouldn't matter to me. He doesn't mean anything in my life. He hasn't been there. We haven't had a relationship. And when I found that out in that first conversation with him again, you know, I cried because I thought if, if I would have lost him during that time, how much regret would I live with? I never would have had the opportunity to forgive him. Right. Um, and I fell to my knees literally after that conversation and was thanking God that he didn't have it play out that way, that I did have that opportunity. And so uh, fast forwarding through some other stuff, my dad gets sick again. Um, I fly out to see him and the Holy Spirit is just saying, you have to explicitly explain the gospel to your dad. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. you, you've lived it out in front of him and he's seen your faith, but, but you haven't explicitly explained it. And so I'm praying all the way on the plane out there, four hours straight, praying for this battle, open his eyes, whatever's blinding him, let his ears be able to hear this message, get out there, share it with him in the hospital for about an hour, answer a lot of questions for him. And uh, just praise God, man, on September 18th, 2018, he gave his life to Jesus Christ. Well, and, that's um, awesome. Praise God. Yeah. A lot of that was birthed through some things that I saw and God started dealing with my heart in dad camp. So some of the seeds that wow. were hitting in these men's hearts, we may never see uh, those get watered. We may not see them grow or the harvest while we're here on earth. But I think about my story and think about what I may be giving to a man on a weekend um, through what God's telling me to say and do and how that may play out in his life, those that are around him, his wife, his children, his family, mm. the sphere of influence. Um, yeah, man, I, I love dad camp and what we do and just trying to convince men to get there. Um, I want them to experience it. It's almost like you can't put into words what it's like to be at a dad camp. You have to actually come experience it. Amen. Yeah, exactly. I always say unforgiveness is like drinking acid and hoping the other person dies. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, you, all you're doing is killing yourself. And yep. that, that unforgiveness is, is really for you. That's right. Um, even yes, though sir. you're forgiving them, but it's for you to heal and for you to um, trust in God that he knows best in those situations. And he did know best. That's the great thing about it, because what it ended up doing was, in my mind, I'm thinking, man, it just it took the walls down from your dad, you know, and, and allowed his heart to be pierced as you're speaking to him and giving him, you know, encouragement and forget, you know, saying I forgive you. And, you know, sometimes uh, depending, you know, especially if they're not involved in your life, a lot of times they really don't think that they did anything wrong other than just not being there, mm. um, which they don't understand that that's just as bad as you backhanding them or, you know, pushing them down the steps or whatever. But um, that unforgiveness, when you give that, 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 that is for both of you guys. And you see where it led, it led for him to give his life to the Lord. And yeah. um, that is amazing. Praise God. Yeah, that's a great point. Like when I got done with that conversation, I felt like a weight had been lifted that I didn't even know I was carrying. Mm. Such a, yeah. a bitter root had taken hold in my heart. It's like if you're, you have cancer wrapping around you, uh, but you're just not aware of it until it's taken away and you realize, wow, I was really sick with unforgiveness and didn't even realize it. Right. Um, yeah, that's a great point. 
That's good. So that story kind of raises some questions. Actually, um, when Pastor Jody said, hey, you were having on dad camp, um, my immediate thought was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, orphan kids, you know, are going to, to hang out with dads they don't have. Um, and then you tell this story. It's an interesting perspective of, hey, I'm a dad now. Um, I didn't have a relationship with my father and or, you know, we have um, – we have a generation um, of children, a lot of which are being either um, separately parented or fatherless or just father abandonment. Yes. Um, the, and I'm sure there are other ministries that tap into this. Um, has there ever been conversations with you guys of how to, you know, um, someone who's, I'm in my dad prime, um, but I have no kids, you know, um, what does that look like? Um, I uh, steal my nephews. That's how I get my dad time. <laughs> I steal them as much as I can. And um, watching my, my brother father is actually one of the most rewarding things um, for me to do. Uh, and then um, he's done such a good job with them. Anyway, but have you guys talked about what that looks like um, the, with the future of dad camp? Um, or is that, you know, just a, a monkey wrench I'm throwing in the, I'm just curious, you know, cause <laughs> no, that was my original thought. No, that's a, that's a great, great question. Uh, and we've wrestled with that actually quite a bit. Uh, you know, there's th the lane that we, we have felt like God say, stay in this lane. Um, mm -hmm. and that's, you know, that is, um, you know, we want to, we want to help change that narrative. Uh, and the reason, and the way that we help change that narrative is by building stronger fathers who build stronger families so that the next generation, as they raise up and start having families of their own, that we're seeing less fatherlessness. We're seeing more engaged dads. We're seeing this narrative change that we find our country in right now. So that's, that's kind of, we've, we felt like, like stay there, stay focused. Yeah. And However, that is a more, that's more than an acceptable answer. I was just curious and, um, you know, someone, we've actually had people on this podcast before that are tackling, um, the, uh, orphan problem here in America. So there's God's pulling on people's hearts in different, in different know, ways. Sure. We don't know why he's called us to the areas that he calls us into, and we don't always get answers. Um, that was just a line of curiosity for me. So I'll add to that for Goza though, that that we, we have had, um, um, a nonprofit here in our, in our local community here in central Indiana that works with, uh, basically works with, with, with fatherless kids, um, mm -hmm. with at-risk kids, and they provide mentors, uh, for oh, these awesome. kids that, that build into them once or twice a week. They go to their schools, they, they take them out and they, you know, they just hang out with them. They love on them. And what we did one year was, uh, we created a dad camp experience for these mentors to bring these kids. Awesome. And so, so a, these mentors could, could have a space and an environment to actually build relationship with them that we could remind these mentors of how much they matter, that they're standing in the gap uh, for these mm -hmm. kids who don't have a dad that's, that's loving on them, uh, you know, the way that they should be. And so we've, we have definitely, you know, done some of that. We've invited, like, uh, we always say, Hey, if, if like, um, we get a lot of moms that, that reach out to us and say, well, 
my husband isn't involved in our child's life and, and he's not, you know, but I have, but he has an uncle or he has a grandfather or we have the, we have a friend. Can he bring, can he bring my son or daughter to dad camp? And we're like, absolutely. You know, so, so those are some of the different ways though, um, that we're trying to engage that. And then even in, when we go internationally, uh, you know, what we find, uh, Jody, you mentioned Haiti, Haiti is kind of near and dear to my heart. It's the first kind of international experience that I had several mm-hmm. years ago and um, absolutely fell in love with that country and those people and have so many good friends there. But, you know, we've worked at orphanages there uh, doing dad camp. Like, so what does that look like? And so we try to provide, again, we try to provide um, maybe if dad's not there, let's provide, a, a, you know, a loving male role model in that right. child's life and, and, uh, and build into them that way. So that's awesome. The, the biggest issue with trying to train people on how to, be parents is man when the child comes it blows everything out of the water that you already knew like or thought you knew and every kid that you have upon that they are all different like you're Mm -hmm. you're retraining yourself uh more than anything i i think for goes a, a good answer would be learning to be a godly man now while you you know learning Amen. what learning what your foundation is built on it's a Jesus Christ. If you can do that, then leading kids to God, raising them, um, is a lot easier for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, definitely. That's uh, that would that would be my uh, yes, sir. My assessment there to do that. So, well, that's awesome, guys. Uh, great stories, Matt. I love uh, I love uh, restoration stories. I love healing stories. I love forgiveness stories. Um, and uh, and and it sounds like that's really what Dad Camp is all about. So, so tell me, uh, so tell me how, like, like for an example, do you guys do a week one or just a weekend? So the, yeah, the longest model of dad camp that we have, the way we traditionally started with dads will show up with their kids, uh, on a Friday night, uh, you know, six, seven o'clock and, uh, we'll get things rolling. And then that event will run until about Sunday at noon. Okay. So that's, that's the typical model. Uh, but then when we started to, uh, the doors started to open around the world and uh, we started to go into places like Haiti or places like Uganda or the Democratic Republic of Congo. And, and, you know, we what we found there is for one, they don't have camps like we have in America with, right. with, with cabins right. and sleeping facilities. They don't have the, um, they don't have the financial means to afford a, a full weekend. That's, you know, where you've got to pay to, you know, uh, to come to an experience like that. And so, we quickly discovered if we've got to kind of reinvent ourselves a little bit. And so we created a model where a dad could show up with their son or daughter, you know, it in the morning and we're done by four or five o'clock. And, and, uh, and so they don't have to think about where do I stay tonight? I can get home. Right. I can come. And then we've even, uh, we found in Guatemala when we went that there, it was difficult to get a dad at any point during the day because of just, they're always working. They're always working. in the fields. Yeah. They're always. Mm-hmm. And so, how can we still reach them without them having to miss a day's work and, and losing a day's pay, which they can't afford to do? So right. we created we created a, an evening model or a three to four hour version. And we were just astonished and amazed to see how God said, you can create any model that you want. And I'm going to show up because when dads are, you know, when dads are present and they're engaging with their kids, right. it's yeah. like, it puts a smile on his face and he's like, and I'm going to work in the heart of that father. And I don't, you know, and it's going to be just as powerful in three hours as it is. Cause a lot of our guys here, are like, how can it, 
how can those guys in, in those other countries get the same experience when they only come for three right. or four hours that we get in a weekend? And we're like, it doesn't make sense. But when you see it, and that's their only context for that, for dad camp right. is that, is that um, God, God takes it and shows up. And, and so we've got, um, we like dads and daughter, we've got dads and sons. Mm-hmm. So we've got father, son events. We have father, daughter events. We've got, that was actually my next um, question. Yeah. Was, we've got, are, do, you, do you do them together? They're separate. Um, so we, occasions. I'm, I'm sure the housing is probably easier if they're separate. So father, son, we typically do separate and the elementary age group. We'll do a father, son weekend. We'll do father, daughter weekends. When we get to middle school, actually, what we found is that it's a lot of fun to blend, uh, sons and daughters in in that older age group and so we cool. we make we make our middle school dad camps sixth through eighth grade where dad can bring his son or a daughter um and then at the high school level too they're they're co-ed events so if you have if you have a school age child you can come to dad camp from first mm. grade to 12th grade and we've got now now that we're seven we're in our 17th year we've had a, a fair a good handful of dads that have that have come every single year they've never missed a year of dad camp with their kids and um and just the impact that that's had because we the content's different every year it's not like you come to dad camp and you're like oh i did that right. already and it's you know I'm, yeah. I'm just gonna go back and do the same thing we we change content every year we change the experience every year and so every year dads come back they know that they're going to get a new deposit kind of into their heart as a father so um now, we've tried uh, to yeah, we've tried to create a. Can you do like let's say multiple kids? Like let's say a, a dad has three kids. Can mm-hmm. all of them come at they, once? And yeah, they can. Together? Um, it 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 gets you know we we try to yeah. remind dads <laughs> we try to remind dads that this event again is for them, not for their kids. Yeah. Even though their kids have like our the kids will say, hey, this is the best weekend of my year, but but we're focused. It's called Dad Camp for a reason. We're focusing yeah, right. ourselves on dad. So when they bring three kids that dad needs to remember like, okay, I'm going to be kind of corralling three. That's mom not, camp at that point, And she's home. Not, watching not just one. <laughs> and he's less able to focus on himself because he's got three to worry about, not just the one. And so, um, and then we try to create a unique blessing experience in every dad mm-hmm. camp where a father, just the biblical model of dads pour, giving identity into their children and, and mm-hmm. pouring a blessing into their kids. And so we, you know, so if you have three kids to bless versus one, we just, we love it when a dad will bring one so that he can just focus on that one right. son or one daughter. And then next year, if he comes, you know, when he comes back, bring a different son or daughter, That's cool. right. um, but you can, if you absolutely want to bring two or three, it, you can, um, you, you can do that. I love that blessing. Um, you know, that's one thing that we we don't do with our children. You know, you look back mm-hmm. at the Jewish model of raising children. You know, at the age of thirteen, they have you know the bar mitzvah, and yep. um, and uh, that's a that's a coming of age tradition that they've had for centuries. And we don't have anything like that in the United States. You no, know, it's, it, a, it's a lost. It's a, it's a, it is lost. And that blessing or, you know, uh, coming of light or coming of age or, or whatever that is. Um, I do, uh, uh, last year was my last year, but, um, I get altitude sickness, but we, we climb one of the 14ers in uh, Colorado. Which one? And, um, it's Mount Evans. Okay. Uh, there, have you done, have you just done them on Evans or have you done? Others? No, there's another one, but I, I can't think there's two of them that we do. We alternate each year. Okay. I can't think of the other one. I've done about uh, six myself. So one of them's the, uh, it's the Lake Sh- little Chicago Lake. We, we camp. I don't know. I think that's Mount Evans. 
um, and we camp right above the lake and it's, it's at 11,700 feet, you know, is where we camp. But, um, uh, every year I've gotten altitude sickness and last year I was sick for four days while we were there. So I, th- th- I'm, I'm pretty much done. I, I feel you, brother. I get the same thing. He's man. off the man up show. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm off. I'm off too, then. There's a yeah. lot of things that I can do with that one about kill me. Last, I mean, I was at the fourth day and I was like, call it, call a helicopter. I'm not, there's no way I'm walking. <laughs> Luckily we take a bunch of young guys up there. Yeah. We have a, we call them Sherpas. We had a bunch of young guys and, we just gave them all my stuff and I humbled, hobbled down. But every year, uh, it's a good buddy of mine. His name is Jeff Voth uh, from Cave Time Men's Ministry. He's the one who set this up and allowed me and my son to go. So I took, I've taken both of my sons. I've got a, a 12-year-old uh, twin. He's a boy-girl twin. And, uh, and then my uh, 20-year-old, he just turned 20 and taken them up there. And they, we, at the end of the, the camp, what we do is we do an affirmation circle. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like what you're talking about, this blessing thing. And I'm telling you what, my sons and I have connected more in that 15-minute affirmation, just pouring into them. And what's cool, though, is what we do is we we do a circle. Whoever's turn it is, they close their eyes and, and they say, three people, you know, affirm, you know, this person for the week or, the you know, whatever. And and p- people just raise their hands up real quick and it is just such a, a great thing to do. And for me to do that for my sons and even to hear my sons do the same thing to me, like, yeah, oh you know, we fought all the way from St. Louis to Colorado, but when we get up on that mountain and it's like, Oh, I love you. And I, you know, I want to hug you. Such a good dad. It's such a good dad. Yeah. Exactly. I'm a great dad. And then we fight all the way back home. Well, both, but, uh, <laughs> he told me not to tell you this, but both been paying them. Yeah, exactly. He yeah. gives them 20 uh, months before they 20, do the affirmations. Yeah. But, um, uh, I love that, the idea of the blessing, um, because you know, one of the things that I, I, I wish you know, and maybe I'm convicting myself here too, is, is to teach the men how to pray blessings over their children and how to play, pray for their future and how to pray for their future spouses and, you know, bless them with godliness and, and break that generational curse to where, you know, we're, 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 they don't have to worry about the stuff that we have because we're going to be the wall. We're going to stop. It's going to stop here. And from here on out, we're praying blessings over you. And I love that idea. I love that. I, I, that's a great idea. uh, That story that you have from, from your, from the the hike, the affirmation circle and, and, and your boys in turn blessing you. That's uh, as, as we've, as dad camp has grown and we get into the high school kind of format of dad camp, that's Mm. kind of what we start to do a two way blessing where not only do we, we bless our, you know, our 16, 17 and 18 year olds, but we allow those 16, 78 year olds to in turn uh, pour into us. And I'll tell you the last couple of years with my son, same as you just said, when he was presenting me with some words of affirmation, uh, I mean, just, you know, not a dry eye, right? Like it, it, yeah, uh, it one of no, the most, most affirming things. And, and one of the things um, that I just got to do uh, that was maybe one of the most special things that I've ever got to do as a dad was uh, my son just got married last month and uh, they gave me the privilege of officiating uh, their wedding. And uh, I, I um, surprised him by um, you know, it's, it's just been a part of our family culture and affirmation. And so I said, 
someday when he gets married, if I get the honor of being a part of his wedding in some way, I'm going to bless him in his, in his wedding. And so uh, I did an affirmation over him during the, the wedding ceremony. Oh, and, oh, that is awesome. great. and uh, I had bought a, um, a spear in Kenya, a Maasai spear. There's the Maasai tribe that mm. the nomadic tribe, they, um, and they, they're known for, you know, um, their, their spears and, uh, the history there, the tradition is that a young man doesn't get his spear until he kills a lion with his lion, bare hands. Yeah. And that kind of earns him the right to carry a spear and be a warrior. And I bought a, an authentic Maasai spear in Kenya that they had, the way they had built it, it broke down into, into three pieces. And so I was able to put it in my luggage. And uh, so I brought it back and I had it hidden on the stage. And then during the wedding, I um, had the best man go get the spear and then I, I just poured into him as to the warrior now that, that he was called to be for, for his new bride, the warrior that he was called to be for his future family. And that I told him he had what it takes and that, you know, that God was going to now give him that stewardship and the responsibility. And anyways, one of the most, one of the coolest, special, most powerful moments that uh, That's amazing. I ever got to have as a dad. And I would encourage every father out there listening to, to, uh, to, to do that kind of stuff with, with his there's kids. A, one of my favorite authors, uh, John Eldridge, I think there's a book oh, where yeah. he talks about this killing lions. He wrote it with his son, Sam. Um, yeah. It, I mean, it's just, it's just legit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> your son would be able to walk through a brick wall, you yeah. know, when you do that to your, to your kids. Cause you know, as you're raising your kids, unfortunately, there's also the discipline part that comes along with, with raising your kids. And sometimes that's, that's all they remember. Um, you know, as, as they get older, but and again, not, that's not all they remember, but mm -hmm. if we, if we were to affirm and teach and train more than we disciplined, we would have to discipline a lot less, um, for, for most cases, you know, again, I've got four kids. I've got a 21 year old daughter, a 20 year old son and twin 12 year olds, boy, girl. And, um, they, they're all different. You raise them in a different way. Obviously, biblically, it's the same, but relationally, it's it's completely different. I've got, you know, two sons who need uh, a lot of affirmation and a lot of patting on the back. I've got two daughters who could, you know, they could kill a lion with both of their bare hands. You know, they're <laughs> they're they're kind of not that my boys aren't tough, but my girls are pretty tough. And uh, you know, you love them a different way. And uh, raising kids again. There's no book. There's no, you know, uh, training manual. You know, sometimes you just have to, you know, kind of jump in and figure out how you're going to swim once you once you have kids. But uh, again, if you stand on the word of God, um, you're going to be blessed by doing that. It's not going to be easy. Yes, uh, you know, there's there's not a lot of promises by, you know, other than you will suffer. There's going to be some things that are going to go on. You do have a a good principle that if you train them up in the way that they go, that, that, you know, they will not depart, but that's not a promise. Um, you know, but you'll have a better likelihood of them walking with God if you train them that way for sure. So absolutely. That's Jody, good stuff. That you brought up. That's, that's important. Is there what they remember the blessing piece that we do in dad camp is an actual physical piece. Oh, good. So, uh, we have the opportunity to write some things down. And what tells me and, and what we see how important this is. So, for example, my sons have all of their blessing pieces from the years that we've gone mm. on display in their room. And that's, that's not something amazing. I told them to do. I don't tell them how to decorate their room. But 
um, my oldest, my 18 year old, he's kept those blessing pieces on his bedside dresser and on his desk where he does his homework. And That's he's great. saying things that, that I've spoken to him, but written down that I believe in him. You're intelligent, you're powerful, you're capable, you're saved, you're God's son. Uh, and he's chosen to put one, one of the blessing pieces is actually on his uh, bathroom counter uh, on the vanity. And so these are things that uh, he wants to see every day. And so, like you said, we're also called to discipline. And so right. they know that we're, we're not always going to agree on things. We're not always going to be their best friend. Sometimes we're going to have to be their disciplinarian. Mm-hmm. But I, I find it interesting that both he and my 11 year old, uh, now 11 year old, have these things up in their rooms that this is reminding them of what dad says about them and what God says about them. Praise uh, God. I know and- Cole, uh, who just got married, um, Jason's son, he took his to college. He had them prominently displayed and he's only got a few things. It's a dorm room. You can't really put a right. lot of stuff out, but that's what he chose. We have a story of one young lady hmm. it was a triangular block and it had three things that her dad believed about her and that he said about her. And every morning when she got up, she would turn the block one turn, mm. turn it again, one turn, and then turn it again, one turn. Uh, we have an international story where a kid went to bed with his. He got it from his dad that night and his dad found him clutching it in bed, like, almost like a, a, like a security blanket when he woke oh, up in the morning. Wow. so excited to show his siblings. So yeah, we're talking about the power of that blessing. And um, it really, we try to coach the men, seize the moment, man, really get on their level, look them in the eye, let them know how important this moment is, what they mean to you. And don't, don't be afraid to show emotion. Don't be afraid to cry if that's what it brings out of you. Show them how much you really love them, care about them and what you believe about them. I'm Praise getting uh, a lot of, and, and maybe it's just because I've read a lot of his stuff, a lot of Eldridge vibes from what you guys are talking about. Uh, There's some Eldridge vibes. You're feeling. Oh, man. <laughs> like fathered, by, fathered by God really yep. helped me um, so much with the gaps um, mm-hmm. in my own relationship with my father, which is um, really interesting. That book helped me in this, um, and I don't think I've told this story. Um, but my mother has Alzheimer's and so she's been in a home for a very long time and I don't have much of a relationship with her because there's really not much of a relationship to be had. Um, but just in the way that, you know, the gaps that we have because our fathers didn't do what you're talking about. They didn't speak those things into us and bless us with those things. We had these gaps and these holes in the same fashion. I had gaps and holes um, from a motherly figure and um, God in the same way has brought women into my life. Um, obviously older women, um, not in my dating pool that have spoken into my life and, and filled a lot of those gaps. Um, and again, with the, uh, with the father gaps, that those blessings, they're clutching them because they are precious. Um, they are, you know, uh, they're in, I guess this would be a elderism. They're prevented wounds. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a potential wound that you have avoided wound avoided. This is, I mean, this is solid stuff, man. This is, you incredible. know, we, we say a lot for Goza, um, and I can really understand with what you're going through with your mother. My mother also has Alzheimer's is in a, is in a home. Um, and so I can, I totally understand what that's like. And, uh, Um, but, uh, you know, with, with, uh, Eldridge, um, he, 
they he ba- they made a little miniature book or Eldridge did out of his book Wild at Heart and Fathered mm-hmm. by God. They they made a miniature book called You Have What It Takes. It's just a real miniature oh, cool. booklet. They took kind of the best of the best from those those that that little um, those books and kind of put it into a a read that you could read in probably 15 minutes. But oh. we took that saying um, back in 2006, you have what it takes. And we made it our mantra um, that we want dad camp to be a place for dads to hear that they have what it takes to be the father that God has called them to be. And we want them to impart that message into their kids that they have what it takes to be whoever and you know, God has called them to be. And it's become this mantra. It's on the back of our shirts. It's on the, you know, on our banners that we sign, but that's just kind of been a message that has kind of uh, passed the test of time for us. That just has never gone away amongst all the themes that we've had. That's been the one that's kind of uh, kind of been an anchor for us, but uh, all to uh, from Mr. Eldridge. Yes. He's been a, a huge, uh, um, we see how we've, we've, we've learned so much from him and really appreciate it's his not ministry. A bad, yeah, that's I, not a bad place to be pulling yeah, from. I read his first book, man. I saw a picture of him and I was like, that's not the same guy. <laughs> I, <yeah. laughs> like, there's no so way that's uh, the guy who wrote this book. I'm a big Eldridge fan too. I want to hear what every guy's favorite Eldridge book is. Mine's wild at heart, man. Still, oh, yeah, I got to go back yeah. with Jody to the same wild at heart. Yeah. You know, I'm oh, waking yeah. the dead. Yeah, waking the dead cool. is just okay. is and just Matt, coming no, in you're, hot. Yeah, waking yeah, the dead. So interesting, you said that because I'm I just started uh, last uh, week, and then we're meeting at my home here Thursday. A group of four of us guys are just starting that book and that workbook together. Uh, yeah, that we, one's challenging. Um, yeah. It is. Uh, it makes you, and you know, he does a really good job of, of saying, you know, he's not trying to hyper-focus or hyper-spiritualize our realm, um, but the reality is that, you know, um, everything is spiritual warfare. Uh, you know, when those those wounds that you are that you are avoiding with this next generation, um, that's the battlefield. You know, my weaknesses as a man are from wounds like that. My, um, if you're following the Eldridge progression of of how a man, you know, raises up. I was in the cowboy stage for too go. long, and some, and I have spurts of it now. You know, I'm a 37 year old single man, and you know, it, there's no one stopping me from disappearing for a couple of weeks. I just did it. You know, I just took two months off mm-hmm. of work and um, it's not super responsible. And so there's still spurts of, you know, the cowboy phase that that veer back up because of those because of those empty gaps, because of those holes. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, man, w- waking the dead uh, changed my perspective perspective on a lot of um, of how my life is going. And there's a. I probably should reread that book because there's some amazing stuff in there. It's all coming back to me right now that just needs to be recapped. Uh, it's just a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I know Matt asked us the question. I know he hasn't said it yet, but I know he's been really into beautiful outlaw by Eldridge uh, mm-hmm. recently. And, you know, I know earlier Matt mentioned, you know, Jesus was the manliest man, you know, ever. And uh, that book is a great read too on just, understanding and seeing the personality of Jesus and uh, kind of just not reading the scripture. So two dimensionally, like we, we tend to read it and just trying to, to see Jesus in a three dimensional way and understanding his personality. So that's another really good one too. Right. That's good. That's good. Yeah. He, he's, he made an impact on, that was one, I think 
pretty close to the first book when I, not too long after I gave my life to the Lord in 2003 that I read. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't, that's like 2006 or seven, I think when I read that. It was a really eye-opening book. But yeah, then I saw him and I was like, golly, that just, <laughs> I was thinking of a big old mountain man, you know. Early, Very un- unassuming and realize yeah. that he doesn't look like it. No, yeah. Wild at Heart is actually how I started my faith journey. So uh, oh. I read, uh, I grew up in church and I didn't give my life to Christ till I was like 27. I went, you know, I was a PK, but I went the other way pretty hard. I read um, Not a Fan. Mm-hmm. And that switched it up for me from Kyle Eidelman. Oh, and, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. my first. Yeah, that was a good one. My first year or two years of following Christ, Wild at Heart was like my mantra. Like I didn't, uh, my brother and even my boss at the time, shout out to Coach Zaleski, he was like trying to re- like reel me in a little bit. He's like, you're doing, you're, you're getting too weird, bro. Like, <laughs> like I, w- I wasn't talking to women at all. And I was uh, working as a coach at Cal Baptist and we had to work with women coaches and literally we'd be standing there talking and a woman would walk up and I literally would like peace out. And it's like, why do you keep doing that? And I'm like, dude, I'm just, I'm separating myself from what I used to be to what I'm going to be now. Like what he's trying to make me. And I'm not saying you got to, I got, I got weird. I just got into me, dude. I was like, well, (laughs) go and call Turkey. We're going to change my life around. Uh, But yeah, he's uh, incredibly influential, but does not look, like he speak, like he writes, right. you know, and that's, yeah. and that goes to the, a testament of, of what we've done with what a real man is and what mm-hmm. that really looks like. We've, we've put a little Hollywood mm-hmm. spin on what they're supposed to look like and yeah. chewing. Yeah. How'd you put it earlier? Chewing bullets? Yeah. Chewing on bullets, bending iron and biting bullets. Um, my buddy, Jeff Voth, who's cave time men's ministry. He went out to, um, uh, his Eldridge's conference, you know the one that's on lottery. I don't know if you've yep. heard of, but it's boot uh, camp. yeah, the boot camp. So he said, "Man, his kids are just, you know, I mean, it's a good example of how to raise godly kids." Um, that's awesome. So tell me about. Uh, so if I were to come to dad camp, let's say I, st- I come in on Friday night, what would I expect? Well, first of all, Jody, you need to come to dad camp because I heard you have two 12-year-olds. And I do. Um, we have dad camp at Fort Bluff Camp in Tennessee on Labor Day weekend. Okay. And I, I think you should be there. So we can talk about that after the podcast at some point. But, um, but what would you expect? Um, you know, Friday night, uh, we want every dad that's kind of like walking in there, like, what did I sign up for? What am I coming to? Yeah, I'm with my son or my daughter, but what am I actually, uh, we want to create an environment Friday night where within an hour or two of, of everything getting started, you are like, I am, I am like having a blast and I am so glad that I am here. Um, this is going to be a great weekend. And so our goal Friday night is just, we want to, um, we want to introduce guys to the why, like, here's why we're here, guys. This is called dad camp for a reason, but here's why it's called dad camp. But then we're going to go and, uh, we're going to play hard. We're going to like with the kids and, uh, we're going to create, um, a, you know, an environment where, um, by Friday night, you're ready to hit the pillow, but we're, you're excited about what's coming Saturday. So that's kind of Friday night. Saturday is, uh, uh, you know, traditionally, Friday morning or Saturday morning, uh, we, we love to give dads, uh, some quiet time. 
we love to kind of introduce them to something, set them out to, to just spend some alone time um, navigating maybe through um, the material that we've presented for the weekend a little bit, right. just, just going on a walk, spending some time. And we, while we're doing that, while they're doing that, the kids, we, we create, you know, a lot of fun for them. So no worried about the kids. We're taking good care of them. Um, and then what we do is then we intentionally want to bring you back then for, so we, we want to give dads an hour to themselves. And then we want to give you an hour just with your kids that you came like where we're going to, um, Hey, for the next hour before lunch, it's just you and your son, just you and your daughter. And here's, here's some coaching on maybe having some conversations with them, but we ultimately just want you to just invest into them for an hour. Don't hang out with other dads. Don't hang out with other kids, just the two of you. Um, and so that's kind of the a Saturday morning feel Saturday afternoon is just, it's going to, it's going to kind of weave into what that camp, that venue that you're going to be at what are the highlights of that camp in terms of what it offers in terms of activities and adventures and that kind of thing. And we just want to have Saturday afternoon, a time where we just kind of lean into what that camp offers and create again, just a bunch of free time uh, for you to just build memories with your yeah. kids. And then Saturday night um, you're kind of wore out. Kids are still probably fired up, but you're probably a little bit on the, <laughs> the, the end of your, uh, your energy tank. And so Saturday night, we just really want to create an environment for dad's, uh, to just, um, a lot of times we want, we want to hear a testimony, uh, from a dad. That's just like us. That's just going to share his story. I, I'll bring up like Matt was sharing, um, you know, his, a little bit of his story earlier. Well, that year that he led his dad to Christ was the same year that he was actually our Saturday night featured, uh, testimony speaker. And so at the beginning of that run, I'll never forget this at the beginning of that, of that season, when he would share his story, he would end it with, well, this part of the story is still unfinished because my father hasn't found Jesus yet. And that that's still my prayer and that's still my hope. And, um, but that, that part of the story isn't finished. And, and that's kind of how it would end. Well, by the end of our fall run, when he was um, doing that same talk, he, he had a different ending, which was so incredible. He could share wow. with those dads. And, and now the end of that story is my dad knows the Lord and, um, and, and, and he made that decision. So, but that's Saturday night. We just want to, we don't want to inspire guys by just having a real authentic, humble environment where a dad just shares a story. And then we can create some time to just talk about that a little bit, reflect right. on that a little bit um, while the kids again are just out having some fun. Um, then we're going to kind of lead you towards that blessing and what that's going to look like and how to prepare yourself to, to bless your kids. And that might come Saturday night. That might come Sunday morning, but um, we've got a game. It's called Gorilla Wars. I, I won't go any further than that because okay. it's, what, it's what's made us famous. <laughs> um, and so that that's a part of your evening yeah. kind of wind down. Uh, and then Sunday morning is uh, we really try to slow down a little bit. Um, and, you know, sun, Sunday morning, it becomes for us, especially as when we're weekend after weekend after weekend doing, doing these events, Sunday morning becomes church for us. And so we right. want to create a world worshipful kind of environment. And, um, and then just a final kind of uh, challenge to the dads that they can kind of be focused on and inspired by. And probably that blessing time will come in there before we kind of wind down and, and dismiss, dismiss you and head, you know, most of the dads are on their way by noon and, um, and, and home by mid afternoon. So that's kind of what, kind of what a weekend looks like. Praise God. That is awesome. So are you, you said uh, each year that you have new content that you're presenting. Is it, um, so do you theme it for the weekend? Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. I, we don't, um, 
so what I do every year is, uh, um, I'll try, uh, I'll read two or three books that I haven't read about fatherhood and, um, and just kind of lean into where I feel like God's kind of, kind of leading towards, you know, like this would be great for next year. And so we'll usually theme it around a book. Okay. Um, so we'll choose a book. We'll provide that book. The dads will usually all get a book that they can, we'll never get through an entire book over, you know, in a weekend, we're just going right. to get one-on-one right. level, but we'll pull elements out of a book. And then we'll hopefully um, give those guys a taste of that content enough that when they take that book home, they're going to really digest it and right, maybe exactly. form small, maybe form small groups out of it, discipleship groups that can continue to, to talk right. about. It. But, but generally the content is themed around um, a book that we've chosen for the year. And then I will, and our team will create an experience around that particular book and that particular awesome. content. We'll, we'll kind of wrap our heads around that and create the experience. That's cool. I need to get you my book, man. It's a, that's it's, right. It's got a workbook and everything in it. It's there pretty, you go. I call it a two seater. You put it on the back of the toilet and you'll be done in a couple of seats. So <laughs> well, that's, that's what guys like. You that's why I know. I, I wrote it like I'd want to read it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it's an Amazon bestseller, but it goes through seven areas in a Christian man's life where they, you know, need to grow up. Uh, personal relationship with Jesus, their marriage, fatherhood, serving in church, work, you know, not uh, raising holy hands on Sunday and then rose, raising holy hell on Monday kind of mentality, accountability and discipleship. So awesome. Uh, pretty, pretty simplistic. But uh, man, that is that is exciting. I love uh, love what you guys have got going on. So so Matt, when you when when um, Jason God leads him to, you know, this theme and this, you know, and he presents it to you guys and y'all start praying over it. What, what are you doing in this process when you get right before you get ready to start the camps? Yeah, he's usually, uh, you know, writing the content and then sharing it with me. And uh, we both agree it's kind of scary that our minds really work just about exactly the same. <laughs> uh, and so he'll he'll sort of write something and I'll just go, yeah, he nailed it. Absolutely. Hmm. I will then take it and just make it my own. Um, I may make some some tweaks here and there, make some changes. It just comes out more in my voice because obviously mm -hmm. he and I have a different voice. Right. Uh, but we're really on the same page of the, as far as the foundational content goes. And then making it personal. You know, I, I think guys always connect when you can get up in front of them, be honest, be transparent, right. share some of your own struggles, pain, victories, joy, tears, you know, any of those things in front of them. And uh, just to piggyback a, a little bit on the weekend, that one of the things I loved about my first weekend was I feel like a lot of us guys are, um, we're, we're in environments where we feel like we have to pose. I call it the right. stuff, the, 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 the facade, the mask, where yes. I've got to measure up to this next guy. I can't be too soft. I can't show any emotion, you know, who has the, the more expensive car who went on the better vacation who's got the more beautiful wife who's it's always this competition and i noticed that these dad camp guys it was like all that could be stripped away for the weekend and you can just hang out and uh right. be for one another instead of being against one another and so that's one of the things i really think guys enjoy about dad camp is that's if they're good. in those environments in their job in their communities whatever it might be they can strip all that away for the weekend and just exhale and just really be themselves. I always tell guys, man, we, as men, we're so simplistic. We have five major problems, sex, wives, money, kids, and work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like 
literally, but yet mm -hmm. this one overarching problem surrounds it all, and it's called pride. Mm -hmm. We just won't talk about these issues. I mean, it, it's sex. It could be anything from you and your spouse are not, you know, communicating correctly and you're not having intimate time together. It could be pornography. Um, it could, you know, could be a, a litany of other things. Um, you know, wives, I mean, if you're married, you're going to have problems if you don't know how to deal with them. Um, you know, kids compound those problems a lot of times. Uh, if you're working, you know, you, you're, you're away from home more than you are at home. And so you've got to figure out that balance and, and cut that pie as thin as you possibly can that, that pie chart of, of a 24 hour day to make sure that you're involved in your family's life. And then, um, money, I mean, we all have to make money. We all spend more than we should and don't know how to budget, you know, and, but yet guys are too prideful to even talk about those things. Mm -hmm. Well, you just don't. Mm -hmm. We just don't money's talk a, about those. Money's things. a tough issue. I I have quite a few. I got in this habit um, of talking about money and asking the, my friends who are in my circle, like just asking them what they're making. Uh, this is a uh, shout out to Pete, my buddy Pete from high school. He did that to me um, when I was uh, just out of grad school. And actually it woke me up. I found out I was not making very much money <laughs> at all. I told him how much I was making. He's like, bro, you need to be making far more money than that. I was like, really? That's not enough. And he's like, no, that's not enough. You need to do better. Um, but that, those are hard conversations. We're, we're very, mm -hmm. money's a, a touchy subject for us because I think we, we think it's a reflection on who we are right. because we don't see it as a tool. It's all, it's all the above though. I mean, you think about, you know, think about, you know, you don't want to talk about a bad marriage cause there's that facade, you know, you gotta make sure that you're the greatest husband and the greatest father. And you don't want to talk about those things. Same thing with money. Um, I'll never forget. I've lost, I've gone bankrupt twice. Um, you know, that's why I went into ministry because I couldn't, I started 15 companies and lost them all. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to make money. I just didn't know how to keep it. But uh, I tell people all the time, I've been rich and I've been poor and both suck when all you do is think about it. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and Matt, I love what you're saying that you've got these guys in a vulnerable position where they can be authentic with other guys that aren't necessarily in their sphere of influence that you can, that, and that's sad, you know, that, that, it's, it's good and bad. It's sad that they don't feel that they can talk to the guys that are in their sphere of influence who are always going to be there, who, you know, are in that. But it's also amazing that they can do that with each other, you know, as a, as a group of guys that are, you know, once they get together and they realize, man, we're all struggling with the same stuff. It kind of, it kind of opens those doors, but most men don't realize that until you do have that opportunity to be vulnerable and open and um, I'll never forget one one time I was I was really struggling financially, and I had just gotten saved. You know, my thought was when I got saved, God was going to double everything that I had because He got such a good deal with me, and um, it, it it didn't really happen that way. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. As a matter of fact, because what I was doing is I'd take my money and I'd put it on the pedestal and then I'd put God on the pedestal and I just kept going back and forth and I couldn't figure out which one I wanted to serve the most. Well, he took care of that for me. So he took it all away. And I just remember finally at a point where, you know, because my whole life had been spent building a kingdom to where people would look at me and go, holy cow, look at what that guy's done, you know, 
people would stop and hit golf balls off my yard. It looked so good and biggest house, nicest cars, all that kind of stuff. And then God took all that away. And I'll never forget confessing that to a, a group of guys. And you would almost thought the floodgates opened up and everybody's like, Oh man, I'm struggling here too. And this and that. And it was just that moment of, of authenticity and guys need that. To be honest, yes. we need, mm-hmm. we need that confession. We need that opportunity just to be honest, you know, cause we're really good liars. I mean, we, we even lie to ourselves, you know, it's, it's easy to look in the mirror and, you know, I, I do this all the time. I look in the mirror and I still see the 18 year old Jody and he's nowhere near the size of the, <laughs> the weight or anything else, you know? And, uh, but I think we do that in the proverbial mirror too, you know, that everything's okay. I can handle this myself and it'll all be good. And man, that is not the truck, not, yeah. not, not the uh, case at all. So Matt, I love, love hearing that. I, I think there's something about dad camp with that about, um, that's even different from like a, a men's retreat, you know, a men's kind of event right. that Matt is speaking to because somehow in the room, we try to just create that environment and, and, and to speak to, Hey, this is just a group of dads and we all just want to be the better dads to our kids. And so this is a safe place. We're all screwing up as we go along. We're all, we're, some of us are winning some battles. Some of us are losing some battles, but we're right. all just dads. It levels the playing field. It's not about who we are as a man, what I'm accomplishing as a man. It's just, hey, how can we just talk about being dads? Because we all just love our kids. Mm-hmm. And there's something there that levels the playing field and creates what I think Matt was kind of speaking to that he loved about, you know, when he first started attending dad camp, um, that environment that that, that created that, that I think is a little unique. That's great. That is great. Um, so that happens on the, on the Saturday, I was gonna say on the Saturday campfires by that night, guys are pretty open to being honest. And if there's, you know, you might claim what you make, what, what kind of car you got, what kind of vacation going on your house. I can't really call you on it. Maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. If you tell me you are absolutely knocking it out of the ballpark in fatherhood, I know you're lying. and struggling and just asking God to work through yeah. us and make sure we don't ruin our children. So uh, <laughs> it levels the playing field. Amen. We, we do a, we do um, man up conferences and we kind of have somewhat the same format. You know, it's a, it is a men's retreat, but we kind of go through the seven areas throughout the conference. You know, Friday mm-hmm. night is typically a come to Jesus meeting. Like you, you know, the rest of the weekend means nothing if we don't get mm-hmm. things right with you and Jesus, whether it's confession or um, salvation, you know, just just repentance or salvation. And we want them to know that they know. And then we work through the minutia of life, um, you know, through those days. And that's typically Saturday night. We have camps, you know, campfires set up all across the camp and, you know, they can go to what, whichever one. And man, those moments, I hear some of the greatest testimonies of those, you know, cause usually it's Friday night, everybody's excited. They stay up late and then we start, we, we don't, um, we don't play, you know, so to speak at our conferences. Cause if yeah. I can get the guys away from a weekend, they can go, they can go hunting or skeet shooting or paintballing or any, you know, any, they'll always choose that. But if I can get them away, we, we literally start at seven o'clock in the morning. We don't stop till nine o'clock at night. It's, it's just, you know, I've got them by, by that night, they're worn out. They're, 
they're ready to talk and man, they are confessing and it's just such a great, great deal. I love that you guys do that too, that those mm -hmm. moments of those campfires are a lot of special moments. Now man. I will say this. He said, we don't play. Jody did manage oh, well. to fit in some cornhole <laughs> we did, yeah. in which he cheated his way to a victory. Yeah. Uh -oh. <laughs> yeah. We had about 150 guys at our last one and we did have a cornhole tournament a couple hours, but which I ended up winning, so. I uh -huh. cheated his way. I'm the I'm a sore I'm a sore winner. I had guys hating me, but uh, you know that's two hours. Just hard like right now. Yeah, just like right. Yeah, exactly. I'm doing like, all the hard work he did. Yeah. Yeah. Over the last three days, by the end of it, they're just like, oh, I hope you lose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was fun, but um. But it's those are those are really good moments when you can get the guys alone and and, and to share because I mean think about think about their week that you know I, I, I'm I'm um, I'm in a Christian bubble you know I, I mean I, I do ministry full time I, I'm in a Christian bubble everything I do is you know some sort of Christianese um, you know whether it's you know, preaching or teaching or counseling or meeting or anything like that. These guys that, you know, that aren't in ministry, they go to work. Um, they don't have the same, uh, uh, oh, what's the word? I just went brain dead. They don't have the same uh, likes and dislikes as some of their coworkers. They don't have the opportunity to share with them. And then, you know, depending on the relationship, once they get home, you know, if they work 40, 50, 60 hours a week, they've only got a couple of hours just to engage with their children and their wife and all of that. And man, any moment that we can get, whether it's a men's retreat or, you know, a father, son, father, daughter retreat that we can get them away. It, it does nothing but build them up and help them out yeah. uh, in the long run. Yeah. I love, yes, I love sir. what you guys are doing. So how many, so how many conferences? So 2022, um, we're already halfway through. Yeah. How, how many, how many conference or not, how many weekends have you guys had or how many dad camps have you had? So in the, in the U S um, our big, our big run is about to start. So uh, not this weekend coming, but the weekend after that, uh, starting July, the, the weekend of July 29th from that weekend through the first weekend of October, which I think spans about 11 weekends. Uh, we're going to do 27 weekend events over those 11 weekends in 10 locations across five states. Wow. And so we're about to enter crazy time. So uh, we are so we spend wow. probably June and July, a lot of June and July is preparing for that, for that kind of intensity. Right. Um, and then January through April, we do most of our international. Um, when the season here isn't conducive for doing dad camp, it's conducive in other places. And so, okay. you know, Matt's been in Jamaica uh, this year. I've been in the Democratic Republic of Congo. Uh, we've been to Uganda. Uh, we've been to Guatemala. Um, and then at the end of last year, we, we were in Kenya. So, uh, and oh, then, cow. and then right at the end of this run in October, two weeks after that, we're going to be planting in Portugal. Uh, there's also an event in Northern Ireland this summer where we've trained a Northern Irish team and they're going to be doing dad camp on their own. We've got wow. two, we have a director in Guatemala, a director in Uganda now that are on staff with us that are now leading their own teams. And, Praise you God. know, we send content and they're, they're, uh, they're reaching, 
dads and families in those two countries. Just, you know, um, we just actually got pictures yesterday from two events in Uganda that were happening. So that's going right. on. So you're basically, um, are you franchising, so to speak? It, I, you know, are you actually know bringing them under the ministry umbrella? So they're under the umbrella, I'd say okay. more or less, you know, we're, you know, we will, you know, uh, we'll write content, send content, control content somewhat, but then we want, you know, um, all these different countries uh, to create, they'll put their own cultural um, kind of perspectives into it. Not perspectives right. would be the wrong word, but, you know, the games and the, the, the experience that we create here in America is not going to work as well in Guatemala. Right. So we want them to kind of put that spin around it. But we, the content, surprisingly, what's been amazing, Jody, and has been, we haven't had to change, no matter what country we've gone to, no matter what language, no matter uh, a, a rich, poor neighborhood, part of, part of the country, we haven't had to change the content or language at all. Um, okay. the, message, the message of dad wow. camp and what, what God has given us to, to share um, has worked in all those contexts. Mm, and it's been, a, you know, cause again, we're all just dads. Right. Uh, and so fatherhood is fatherhood. Uh, and so, that's been, but really uh, interesting for me too, as, 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 you know, as we've taken content to other countries, I've, I've always been sensitive. Like, I don't want, you know, I want to be sure that this is culturally sensitive and I'm, I'm respecting, you know, different traditions and different things like that, but we really haven't had to do much of that or change anything, um, which has been, just been awesome to see how God just, just keeps, just uses it no matter where, where it goes. But that well, it's almost great. instinctive, right? Like yeah. the, thing, yeah. the things that you're doing are, are ingrained in us, which is why we're having, you're having young men, you know, cling to the, the blessing of their father, um, regardless of culture. Mm -hmm. No one told him to do that. No one told him, Hey, this is a blessing. Now remember, take that to bed with you because it's precious. Right. Uh, remember display these in your room because they're precious. Mm -hmm. No, it, you don't have to tell him that he instinctively knows that my father blessing me is precious. And I think that um, transcends uh, culture uh, for mm -hmm. reasons that we would all, obviously all agree on. Mm. Yeah. Man, yes, sir. Right. So you don't you don't have to translate the um, the messages. Are you translating the content to them? So, yeah, uh, in countries that, that, so you do, that don't okay. speak English, we will have translators. Um, take our, you know, if we have a handout or something like that, right. or a presentation, they'll, they'll translate. And then when we're presenting, uh, we'll have translators that we're communicating through. But right. you yeah. don't change the format. I think is no. what you were saying. Right. There's no format no. change for culture. There's no, you know, you're not going to have to switch it right. up. Um, it, it is just, it's vibing. That's all. Awesome. Exactly. That's really cool. So the 27 that you have in the United States, are you and Matt speaking at all of those or how, how are you doing that? that? I mean, that's, that's the, where the crazy factor come in. So Matt will be doing, I think he's got two or three weekends that he's leading. I'm going to be at about, well, there's only, there's 11 weekends, so I can only be at 11 events. So I'll be at right. 11. So then we've that, you know, that gets us to 14. There's still 13 more. So we've got a team of six or seven uh, facilitators now that are, uh, are then working with, the rest of a team like um, that it takes to pull off in a weekend like that. So right. we've got a whole team in Montana now that 
is just crushing it. Well, that's um, where I want to go to dad camp. So <laughs> you're opting out of Tennessee. He's like, I don't want to labor day. No, I, I'm from Kentucky. <laughs> I'm from Kentucky. I like Tennessee. So, so yeah, we've got, um, so yeah, it's been, it's been awesome to see, uh, just guys that, um, like Matt that have just got fully on board with the mission and vision of what dad camp is and saying, look, I'm going to put my gifts to work. And so we've got a great teaching team that then just kind of, we just, just go out and, uh, awesome. and, 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 and get and, and do the work that God's called us to do. And in other Thanks. countries, God brings guys into a relationship with us who have this same passion. Mm. Jason was talking about guys who are, are now part of our staff and ministry in other countries, because obviously Jason and I, it's not going to multiply and it's not going to grow and it's not going to spread if it's just two communicators. Right. Um, and so we need, uh, God to bring guys who say, Oh yeah, I have that passion too. Yeah, I get it. I see what you guys are doing. We'll keep the foundation and the message the same. We may adapt it to our culture in the best way to present that like Jason says, in the games, but, um, it doesn't spread, uh, without God bringing other people into the fold the way he has. So that's been an amazing, that's awesome. well, that's awesome. Yeah. So let's say somebody's listening right now and they've got access to a camp. Um, how would they, number one, if they called, what would be a process that they would need to go to go through to say, man, we want to, we want to do this. And you know, the Ozarks or St. Louis or whatever, like whatever, wherever they are listening, we're all around the world. So how, what's the process there and how do they get a hold of you? The easiest way is just go to dadcamp.org. Uh, we've got an events tab, you click on that events tab and you'll see all of our events, the dates that they're happening and where they're happening. Uh, so we've got uh, this year, though, we're going to be um, the first time in Tennessee, the first time in Pennsylvania, uh, but we'll also be in Ohio, uh, Indiana, three locations, Montana, two locations, Texas. And I feel like I'm missing one, but I think maybe I got them all. So that's that's kind of this year's kind of menu. Um, and uh, on there, Jason, for guys who want to bring it to their area, the heat map. And then, yeah, on our website, if you're like listening, you're like, well, I'm not anywhere close to those places. Um, we've right on the homepage, um, as you scroll down, there'll be a, a map. It's kind of like a heat map. And it, it, there's a okay. there's a button that says bring dad camp to my area. And uh, if you just click on that button and uh, just fill up, put your name and contact information, um, we will get in touch back with, um, you know, starting a conversation of what that would look like for us to to come to a new location because our vision is that we'll, we, um, we're going to be in 25 U S locations in 25 countries by, by 2030. And Amen. so we are, we are marching forward going wherever God opens a door to reach and impact more dads. So, um, that's our vision. It's, it's a growth growth mentality because we just want to inspire dads everywhere that God allows us to. So, um, if you're not in that one of those areas and you want to be a part, um, we want to have that conversation. Do you have, um, like, uh, do you offer? So, and I hate to use this word cause it's really not a franchise, but do you have like a, a, a manual that would come out and, uh, budget material and things that you would need to do for anybody that was wanting to start this? And do you guys go and train them or do they come to yes. you to train so or kind of that model of, uh, our, our model, our strategic model is, is kind of a four-step model. I'm sure you've heard this before. It's, it's nothing original, but we want to, the, the, you know, step one is um, 
we're going to do and you're going to watch. Right. So we're going to come to you. We're going to bring a team to you. We're going to execute dad camp. You're going to, ex- we just want you to experience it, to, to taste it, to feel it. And then, you know, decide, yeah, let's, I want to be a part of this. I want to see this grow in this area, you know? Um, so it's, it's a, it's a, we do you watch. And then step two is we're going to, it's going to be a, a, we do and you help. Mm. So we're going to then pull you in step two. Um, we're going to keep doing it. We'll provide the team and we'll, but we want to have you be a part of it. And then step three is going to be you do, and we're going to help. So wow, step three okay. is like, Hey, now you're kind of leading, but we're going to be there to be supportive. We're going to be present. We're going to kind of be behind the scenes and just kind of filling in the gaps where gaps are needing filled. And then step four is you do, and we'll watch. So is this and over so, a four year period or is it, this it, four it weekends more, or um, okay. it's generally it's generally more and more of a, a, you know, first year would be one event. Okay. So it would be year two. Okay. We might do one or two events. So it, it's more of a four to five year kind of a, kind of a model to okay. kind of build momentum, build teams, build strategy, um, that whole kind of thing. Oh, I like that. Okay, good. All right. Well, guys, um, uh, we're winding down here. I don't want to keep you to that. I think you guys are our ahead of us too. So. We are. Uh, yeah, um, we're we're on Central Time, so I guess you guys are on Eastern Time. But um, is there uh, is there anything you want our audience to know um, that uh, that maybe we haven't discussed here tonight? I mean, I just encourage guys if 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 you know if Dad Camp sounds like an adventure that um, that you'd love to take to to go check out the events page. And like I said, we're going to be in multiple locations this year, but. Um, they're starting really quick. They're in August, September, heavy kind of events. So you want to check that out quickly. And if, you know, if, if finances are, are concerned, we've got a massive scholarship program um, that you just let us know that you could use a little help. And we, we just want to see guys get there. Praise God. And so um, that's available to you when you, you know, you need to go to our page and there's a financial assistance button as well that you can just let us know that would be helpful for you um, that we want to, we want to make that we want to make that available. You guys help uh, me get to Jamaica. Yeah, absolutely. You guys help me get to help me get to Jamaica. We'll <laughs> <laughs> so be on the next trip, Joe. Yeah, Montana, Jamaica. That's where I want to go. I do want to make sure we mention this. Um, and you know, the opposite of what he just said. If if you have some funds and you heard, you know, some inspiring stuff tonight, I'm going to share. Uh, actually, I just did on the chat. I threw up their donation page. Um, so you can go on there, you can give, uh, you can support these guys. They're clearly doing some pretty amazing things, shaping the next generation and, um, and really speaking into the lives of fathers, which I I think we all can agree, um, being the, the butt of pretty much every commercial that's ever on TV and Mm -hmm. every, every movie dads aren't really looked highly upon in our culture and speaking positive uh, life into them is incredibly, incredibly important because they are quite literally raising up the next generation and speaking blessings into them. So I was super encouraged by what you guys had tonight, and uh, I would encourage people to go on there, uh, give, donate if you can, uh, support these guys and what they're doing because it's pretty uh, amazing work. Amen. Appreciate it. Appreciate Amen. Well, guys, it has been a blessing, and uh, we will be praying for this uh, for you guys. I know you've, you're 17 years in, but, um, man, the more prayer that you can get, the more uh, God just falls upon this ministry. It sounds I, I'm really excited about it. It's a, it's a great-sounding ministry. I think we need more of these kind of camps and uh, 
just to get get people away from the the noise of the world um i'll never forget when i was uh, up on the mountain uh last year and the one time that i did get out of my tent to go look and i just looked up and i couldn't hear anything other than the water rushing down we there was a, a huge uh, waterfall next to us and i could just hear that and i'd look up and I could see billions and billions of stars and you know for the moment i just felt so connected with god and that's what these camps do when you get away from the phone when you get away from the tv when you get away from sports and you get away from the noise you can just hear god and commune with god in a way that uh will be life-changing and yeah, absolutely you, true you guys are doing an amazing job and uh man we are just blessed to uh to get to know you i thank shelby for hooking us up and uh look forward to this camp in tennessee i think we'll probably be checking that out so awesome awesome boys well thank you so much uh guys and gals we uh, want to thank you guys make sure that you share this podcast it will be on spotify itunes tomorrow morning and all other podcast platforms as well you can download it listen to it while you're in the car and uh we look forward to seeing you guys next monday monday god bless and have a good one you've been listening to the man up god's way podcast visit us on facebook spotify apple itunes and our website at manupgodsway.org 